fellas, let's try this again. We had a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of an audio issue, but we caught it. Thank God we don't. I hate it when you catch an audio issue like a, an hour deep. I've listened to podcasts where other people catch an audio issue and it's like an hour deep. It's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, there's been an issue. But it is the IPF World Championships preview show. We're going to do the women's. The boys are back. And we got our picks for the one, two, three in every single division. If you're going to watch the IPF World Championships, you're going to want to listen to this preview show. We will tell you all the battles, any background stories we know, any of the inside information. And I got some inside information. Okay. So you came to the right place. And uh, we'll spill the beans for you and we'll give you our analysis. And our analysis is good because if you remember in the fantasy league, I'm not, Rory, come on, man. I'm not being humble. But honestly, all of us finished in the top 20 um, and three of us finished in the top five. We murdered it. Our analysis top notch. So, <laughs> so, so it is what it is. The numbers don't lie. So we'll give you the straight goods. Let's start, fellas, with the 47 kilo class. Um, it's got to be said, Heather Connor obviously missing is it's tough. It's a tough break, but we do have some people to watch, particularly rising out of France, the young star Tiffany. And um, I mean, there's a there's a French twist. This I, I don't speak French, but Chapon, I believe, would be the way you would say her last name. And, and I'm Canadian, so we got a little French in us. But um, she's 19 years old, a teenage sensation shifted from boxing to, to powerlifting in an absolute physical phenom, still in her teens and already registered a 370 kilo total. And that's, I mean, that's playable and competitive with anybody in the world besides Heather Connor um, right now that's actively competitive. So as a teen and her progress has been extremely quick, what she's going to do with the world championships. We don't know. She's being coached by Pena out of France. Um, which is seems to be a familiar theme with a lot of these ladies. And uh, yeah, I mean, she, she's somebody to watch as well as out of Kazakhstan. Now, I, I, I got some insider information on uh, Veronica Broner. And Veronica is, this is going to be actually her premier debut as a 47. She had previously been competing. Um, it looked like a very small 57. That's a bit of a jump. All right. Uh, look at Rory's Rory's face like he's oh, I, sh I should have let you guys made your picks before I gave you this inside information, huh? But I, uh, I, I mean, it's on open IPF. Her last meet, she actually weighed in 50.6 and she did a 352.5 total December 2019. Yeah, that's two years ago. I got I got even more recent. Oh, inside. Dog, okay. <laughs> I got more recent because your boy can your boy can reach out and talk to people and, and, and figure some things out. All right. But anyway, so it, there's some variables now. Now, Veronica's she's she's been competing and, and Tiffany's a little newer to the scene. So we'll see how that plays out. Simone live from Canada, a veteran, uh, been this far in the game before. And and she's right close to these ladies as well and can make a move. And she's been killing it as well. And her, her total is a little older. So we'll see where she could be at. I mean, you never know when you're this close. In, in terms of, um, I believe she's 366. Yes, she is. So we have three lifters within four kilo. And some of these totals are old. Some of these totals are fresh. And some of these totals aren't even from the same weight class. Fellas, who wants to go first with their picks? 
Don't be oh, shy. Bill. We know you want. I know well, Bill's gonna say start this us off. Never Bill shy. This is Bill's <laughs> never shy. <laughs> yes. Um, based off of the, the the big key here is all three of these women, uh, Tiffany, Veronica, and um, is it Simone? Is that how you say it? That's right. Yeah, they're basically all within a two and a half kilos of each other in the deadlift for the most part. From what we from future from past um, competitions so basically it's like who's going to have the biggest subtotal and then who's going to be in control going into the the deadlifts that's kind of how i look at it um tiffany's squats have been on fire lately i think she had a 150 kilo squat just recently in the gym um so i'm actually going to go with her considering she has the biggest bench also so she'll have the the lead during subtotal and then basically have to just kind of fend off and you know, do what you need to do to kind of secure the gold. That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, Simone just competed in North Americans, um, sandbagged it pretty good, but, you know, she's looking pretty strong. So I have her finishing second. And then Veronica, I have finishing third. Um, I know she's been going back and forth doing some equip training and some uh, classic training. So that just gives me the nudge to push her down a little bit just because of she hasn't been full blast on the, uh, uh classic side that's all that's what i got nice synopsis my friend um who wants to go next sure i'll go since it's uh pretty similar to uh bill as far as my synopsis is uh tiffany actually has 377.5 in a meet simone has 366 in a recent meet sandbagging veronica has a 352 and a half a weight class higher and then rachel has a 330.5 so i think you know Veronica with the 352 and having to cut weight, it might hurt her total some, depends on what she's been hitting or what she's been walking around at. So I got the same thing. Tiffany one, Simone two, and Veronica three. Rory, how are you feeling about this? I've actually got exactly the same pace. <laughs> one of the things that I would I would add in uh, Simone's benefit to uh, overtake Veronica is that she makes a lot of attempts. In her last four meets, she's got an average of 8.5 for nine. Um, admittedly, the NAPF's one uh, was was like sort of RPE eight and a half kind of kind of thing, kind of sandbagged. Um, but like she makes a lot of attempts, and and when we're talking about meets where we're coming down to like you know a couple of kilos or someone could win on body weight kind of thing, um, like not missing any squats, not missing any benches takes you a really long way. Um, and so for, that's that's sort of what I'm waiting that on. And um, yeah, Tiffany, uh, like her trainings looked really good. I think she, she had an SPD day where she hit singles that totaled uh, 392.5. Obviously, putting that together on the on the platform is like a vastly different thing to doing it in training. Um, but like a three ninety two point five, even if she absolutely shanks it on the day, like what's she going to be forty kilos off that? Like that seems relatively unlikely to me. Um, so I, I think it's Tiffany's to lose. Uh, so somewhat anticlimactic, but yes, obviously I got the exact same as you guys. I will add though. So here is what the the plot would be then. If we're cut, sort of on the same page with all of this. Um, Tiffany as a team, if she can put something like that together, and this is where it becomes interesting. If she can put together a 390 and around that ballpark as a team, that is absolutely an incredible total for a 47. And you, you can see like, she's still a junior. She's going to be there for several years until she ages out of a junior. I mean, is this the next big star for the 47s. How quickly was she competing with Heather Connor, who's a 408? I mean, her rise seems it's, it's, it's 
growing exponentially. And obviously Pena has a winning formula with some of these ladies coming out of France. Um, he's got the volume dosage just proper. Well, because- not yet. They haven't won anything yet. Oh. Well, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 he's no, right. Like no, their no, training no, no. is going yeah, really yeah. well, but training yeah. going well and winning a world championships are like different, different yeah. things. But, but let me split the hairs yeah, here. Obviously we're, we're picking her and we, and we believe it's going to happen, but like, you, you know, you can't say like he has a winning formula because none of them have won anything yet. H- hang on a second. That's, hang that's on a all second. I'm saying. Hang on a second, love. Hang on a second, love. He literally, ha- Leah Babwa has broken the world record in 63 um, Neil Malibert won the European Championship. It's not that oh, Sorry, anything. how many world championships have they won? Oh. Right. I mean, we're talking about IPF Damn. World. So we're talking about European Championships. Oh, damn. So it's worlds or nothing. All right. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about winning powerlifting meets, right? Setting a big total in a meet and winning a meet are not uh, like correlated, but they're not the same thing. And so until you've sure. done the thing that we're saying, that you're doing like yeah, you but have to actually do is, it. European championships, I don't maybe you don't wait as much, but I would say I wouldn't say he hasn't won anything. I think winning I just, the think, European... I just think you're you're three weeks early from this conversation. <laughs> I, I, I believe you that no 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 I believe you in three weeks we can have this conversation and you're probably the, sh- the shooters are coming. You're probably right. I think it's going to happen. All I'm saying is that you're, just, you're, you're just you're jumping the gun just uh, a little bit. That's I thought Ryan, what I thought what you're saying the storyline could be combined with what Rory was saying, how Simone makes attempts is that if you look at Tiffany's attempts on her squat, her last meet, her last three meets, she's missed her third squat, and um, three meets ago she missed her second and third squat. So what happens? You come into world as the favorite. You're a teenager going in the open. You miss your third squat, and now you lose five or seven and a half kilos. And now you have to try and make that up on bench where it's very difficult, or you have to make that up on deadlift and they all have a similar deadlift. So that's where like the pressure comes on this teenage kid right. competing in the open. You have to go three for three on squats and start on a good note or Simone's coming for you. Right. And, right. And so this is Simone's fifth international meet or something, right? Like she's used to flying around to, to compete. Yeah. Um, like she, she's likely to be coming into this with a vastly different mindset. She's been to Sweden, done this whole thing. This is a redo. This is a rematch for her. And, this is and- just Sweden round two sweet in round two for her you know uh, simone simone's a shooter believe me uh veronica's a shooter these these this is a tight class and with heather gone to an extent when if heather was there when everyone's looking in one direction and they're not looking your direction it's in terms of a team trying to cultivate and and sharpen their sword so so to speak in those skills it helps to have everybody looking at Heather Connor and you just do your thing. And the pressure is more, how close can I make it now with Heather gone? It very quickly switches to Holy shit, dog. I'm 19 years old and I'm, everyone's looking at me. It's a little early. It's a little early for most, most athletes. So that is, and unfortunately that's a narrative. It makes it exciting though. Everyone's everyone's like, is this a French phenom? Are we going to be talking about a 19 year old world champion a few weeks from now? And are we all going to be saying Penn has got the winning formula and you guys are going to be apologizing to me? Probably, <laughs> probably, but we're not there yet. Yeah. But we're not there. We're not there. I love it. I love and the other, other interesting thing too is. <laughs> so I was the other interesting say, thing is like the whole, the, the whole Heather thing is like, she's never totaled more than like 378 and a half or something like that at a world championship. All the other stuff has been local meets to her. She's never traveled somewhere and put up one of these huge numbers. So if you know, Tiffany, some, I mean, all three of these women could break that 378 and a half. And then what are we talking about then? Right. I mean, everyone kind of says Heather's the, the new goat of that weight class, but she could have the fourth best IPF total, you know, this decade. <laughs> it, it's, well, before 20, before being 20 years old as a teenager, that's phenomenal. Like we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Um, again, I mean, look a little, we're just laboring on more pressure, but for somebody to be a teenage doing this is like unfathomable and, uh, we'll see what happens in, in a couple of weeks time. Uh, fellas, should we, is there any other notables or move on to the 52s? Cause we got another battle. 52, let's go. 52s it is. So a quick background, Naomi Albert, whom, um, previously was, was being coached under Pena has since moved on, but uh, you will remember her as a 47 in Sweden, won a silver medal, um, you know, a, a throw, a, a slight callback to coming second to Heather Connor moved up to the 52s, won the European Championships. It has not looked back. Has since then established herself as the number one nomination and number one in total period anywhere you want to look in the world under the IPF umbrella as the 52. Joy Namani being the two-time world champion, having moved up herself. So she is the woman to beat coming out of France. France got shooters, but guess what? In the U.S., we got Andy Riley, who came on the podcast with me and Rory, had an absolutely fucking inspirational background story. I dare you to listen to that podcast and not feel something for her and have an emotional attachment. Um, Andy couldn't be nicer, switched over to the USVI and is now on the USVI team. Uh, one of the all-stars from USAPL who had switched over. So everybody's really excited to see what they do. She's within five kilo of Andy Riley, a very close battle. And when it comes to the world championships, attempt selection peaking, who knows? Now, Andy has a much longer travel time zone, et cetera. Is that going to be a big difference? I don't know. Also looking at it, France with the one-two punch here, um, Rico Shizuka from France is going to be lifting and also a Pena disciple, surprise, surprise. Um, and uh, another shooter here. I'm just taking a look at her nomination. Um, she's got a 410.5, which is good enough to podium at Worlds, good enough to podium in any, you know, U.S. Nationals or whatever the heck. And I don't know how long she's been working with Pena, but my man, he's, okay, I'm not going to say he's got a winning formula. Let me reword it because <laughs> he guy's going to jump on me, but he's got something going. I think we could agree on that. So look there. France is looking to pick up some a lot of team points in the 52s, and it's going to be a tight battle. I am interested in hearing your picks on this one. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, how about we call uh, Panna's uh, formula, alleg allegedly winning formula, and we can uh, sort of an annotate that in, in a few weeks to an actually winning formula if, if, if that happens. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go from the bottom. I've, I've, I've taken like a reasonably in-depth look at the sort of top six people in this class because I thought they were reasonably tightly grouped together. Um, Barbara Gatt from Austria, um, nominated at 405, but I can't find her her actually totaling anything more than 385 and that was in a different weight class that was heavier that was a uh, 53.8 um so she was actually competing a weight class up when she did that um admittedly as as a light light 57 but but as a 57 um and so even though she's nominated fourth and like potentially could be looking like based on nominations you might look at that and say like she's potentially in medal contention i would say that she's she's possibly not um unless like unless there's like depending where that 405 actually came from, can't find it on open IPF. Um, that could be gym numbers. That could be something else that she's nominated with. Um, so I'm saying probably not podium material. Um, and I'm definitely going to get this wrong. Uh, Plian Deckers from the Netherlands. Plune. Plune yeah. Deckers. Plune, Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, so her PR total is 400. Um, and she sent some, some small 
PRs and training. I'm so sorry, that was from only a few months ago. Um, so she says set some small PRs and training since then. So I'm picking she's going to come in at around about a four or five, maybe as much as a four ten. Um, slightly better than that, I think. I think the ROC lifter, um, uh, Eliza Veta Nicotina. Um, so she's nominated at three ninety five, which is what she did at the Russian Classic Championships earlier this year. But the year before, in October, so relatively recently, um, she did a four of six and a half. Um, so I'm actually picking her to come in at fourth. Um, and I expect um, she's young. She's only 19 years old. Um, although I haven't been able to see any of her training, like based on the fact that she is young and, you know, she's a, like a like a little light. Um, I expect that that will go up a little bit as well. So then into podiums, I would say uh, probably Shizuka Rico coming in third. And something which I think will penalize her a little bit is that she doesn't make very many attempts. Um, in her last meet, she went six for nine. Um, that's the meet where she got the 410.5. And so like, clearly she is strong, um, but either she is stronger than 410 or she's not as strong as she thinks she is by the fact that she went six for nine in her last meet. Um, so purely on strength, she possibly could be in contention for, for second place even. Uh, but if she, but she needs to make attempts to do that. Um, and then, so I would say probably Andy Riley coming in second. Um, so we know that she's totaled 422.5 twice now, um, including at uh, US Nationals most recently. Um, and I think uh, Noemi Alabert is likely to come in with a modest PR total. So I'm expecting something sort of in the maybe high 430s, maybe like 437.5 is, and I expect that she'll probably win. That's my, yeah. my summary of the 52s. Uh, first off, that's a good, that's a really good scouting report. Thank you for looking into some of these people um, a little further down because some people will surprise you. Some people will shock you, um, especially with the COVID last year. You got people from like Sweden whom I know and some of their totals are like two years old and they're not going to be like, they're like lower top five when it's like, okay, that's Gustav Hedlund. We all know what he can do. And that's a two-year-old total. So be careful. Uh, buyer beware if you're just going off nominations. Fellas, who wants to go next? I'll take it. Yeah. So I have Naomi winning. I have Andrea coming in second. I think it'll be a decent spread, uh, 10, 12 kilos, something like that. I don't think it's going to be as close as some people may think. Um, I actually have Plune coming in third place. She's got a monster squat. Um, so I have that. Um, and then I had um, Elisavita coming in fourth um, just because yeah, she has the, those She's 1920, whatever it is, like her gains are just going crazy. And then actually, because of the fact that she doesn't make many attempts, I actually had um, Shizuka, sorry, coming in fifth place. I'll, I'll tell you, I, th I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I remember Decker's having broken the world record at one point for the squad. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah, um, so I could see, like, her, I could see her and Naomi going back and forth with the, with the squad world record at this competition. Right. And she, and, and the chip, I don't know if this is going to be in play or if she's close enough for that to matter in terms of placing, but she'll, she may or may not have a chip. Who knows how that battle unfolds. Arian, what are you thinking, my friend? Yeah. Some interesting picks there by Bill. A uh, couple of things I want to mention for people that don't, don't know about the nominations. It depends on whether you follow the rules or not. So if you're following the rules. It's supposed to be like an international or national meet in the last 12 months. So for some of these lifters that like, you know, did like 2019 nationals and had a higher total than like 2021 nationals, they can't use that 2019 total if they're following the rules. And for some of the countries, they might just submit whatever and like no one's really checking. So for like Barbara Gap, like like uh, Rory said, we have no idea where that meat's coming from. It's like hard to find them on social media. It's hard to find the meat results. Her best in the weight class is 370. And then at that, you know, just above 
uh, the 52, she did a 385. So yeah, I think she's going to be down uh, quite a bit. With uh, Elizaveta, again, you don't know because she did that 406.5 back in 2020, and then she did the 395 most recently, recently 2021. But we don't know how difficult that was. Maybe she just cruised to the victory and she had a lot more in her, and maybe she'll easily go over 400 again. So I think she has the potential, obviously, to go over 400, put some pressure on Shizuka, which, um, yeah, it's hard to see how much she's going to progress because her last three meets are 405, 407.5, and 410.5. So I don't see a big jump to all of a sudden to like 430, especially like um, they mentioned that, you know, she misses some attempts here and there. If she starts missing attempts, then, you know, she might be stuck in that same 410, maybe 412 and a half range. Um, so I think it's going to kind of fall... As far as the top three, I think it's going to fall in line with the nominations with Nomi one, Andy two, Shizuka three. And then from there, I think, you know, like May Plume will get four or Elizaveta will get four. Um, the thing is, their Delif is much weaker than Shizuka. So when it comes to that point, she can probably just pull whatever she needs to hold on to third place. Yeah, that's the thing. When you got the big deadlift, it it is the equalizer if it's a tight race and you already know what you need to load the bar with. Um I agree with the one, two, three in terms of the nominations. I'll tell you what though, I'm not, so I think Naomi Albert, she was a star in the making in Sweden. I, when I got pulled aside by Pena and he's like, I, I don't think you realize what, how some of these French lifters, what they're capable of doing. And that was, he was, refer, he had with him side by side on one side of him was Naomi Albert, on the other side was Leo Babla. And the world didn't know who either one of these ladies was yet. The next world well, championship. We, we all knew you didn't know. Nah, you didn't know like we know now. Come on, let's do all right. Yeah, okay. You knew what we need to pull out my scouting reports from 2019 just to yeah. we were uh, across this. We knew Leah Babel was gonna be out tolling weight class up. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But listen, so we didn't know what they were gonna be like like now, where they're in position where he was like, believe me, these are stars in the making. And um, I'm like, all right, look at it's it's one thing to be confident, and um Look at us fast forward two years later to the next world championships in both of these ladies, you know, not to skip ahead in the 63s, but holy smokes. And I'm not sure if we're going to see Naomi go all out full send with the biggest total she can, because obviously I don't got to tell you gentlemen, cause you've coached at the nationals. You're going to cinch the win and it depends how close Riley is. If it's too damn close, or if they're like, we got to locked up by the second dead. Let's, let's just really have some fun. And we stretch that total. Because I think Andy Riley is a gamer, and um, I got a feeling she's going to keep it close enough that Naomi can't just start playing too loose that we see her top end. She might have to sometimes, like, a, you know, you're in division where, like, you can, if it's Amanda Lawrence, go all full send and, and go what, how, however deep you can. I'm not sure that's going to be the case here, fellas. Um, I One think, thing that I think might upset that is yeah. – uh, this is a, I think this is an outside shot because this doesn't happen very often to many people. But if Shizuka Rico actually starts making attempts, you know, if she's going like sort of, if she's eight for eight, come second deadlifts, suddenly Andy, instead of being able to shoot for the gold medal without risking losing anything, she may have to also be defending her silver medal that she's currently sitting on from behind. Um, like Arian said, like it's unlikely that if, Shizuka uh, Rico goes and misses a bunch of attempts. She's not likely to come out and hit 430. Um, but if she doesn't, 
um, again, this is a big if because this isn't something we see very often. You know, someone who goes typically six for nine, turning it around and going like eight or nine for nine. Um, but but if she did, like that takes her total from four ten to maybe four twenty five, say, um, and suddenly that puts her in range to uh, to to be 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 being aggressive on that third deadlift and and potentially be shooting for that silver medal as well. Could potentially. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was just going to say, it would be interesting to see maybe what some people's strategies are and if people are more aggressive this year. Because, you know, you lost down last year. This year, like, you know, it's up in the air with the travel. USAPL lifters got suspended. They switched over to USVI. Now it's like their last chance. Andy might say, I don't care. We're going for first. I don't care if I get third. I don't care if I get fourth. We're going for first. So it would be interesting strategies at the end. Andy's got a deadlift on her, too. Um, yeah. she'll, load, she'll load the bar. I got a feeling... As long as it's within reason, I could see her loading the bar for what she thinks she needs to to pull for the win. Again, this is tough to tell because as long as it's in reason. So essentially, Naomi wants to make it out of reason and as intimidating as possible. And uh, to Rory's point, and it's true, we see it. If you have a threat coming up from behind and though someone has a bronze medal and wants to swap it for your silver, it helps. But when it's a two-person battle and the person in silver has nothing to lose, the third place is way far behind. The person in gold is like, damn it, I could have used some help, right? That's where it's like, ah. But uh, it, it's got to be said, it's France and Especially France. Especially when they're on the same team, right? I, like, I, when it's, I, yeah, when just, it's three uh, different teams and you're like, okay, well, like I, I have to trust that maybe that person is going to try. Um, but when it, when first and third are the same team and it's the same potentially the same coach, uh, maybe not. I, I actually don't know how the, the French team is going to structure it. Um, but they can sort of connive to make that more likely or or less likely depending depending how they want to play it. It's got to be said they are both from France. I, you're right. I mean, who knows how they split up the duties? But you would think it's like looking okay. You're you're not going to take gold. I think Naomi's got gold, but you could swap silver. Why don't we talk about a little bit of how we want to play the deads here? You know, who knows how it's going to shake up. Um, now we're starting to storytell. Let's move along before we get too deep in this. The 57s is full of shooters, full of world champions. And it, I mean, this is about as all-star as you're going to get. Um, I mean, there's, okay, not to jump ahead. There is, there's the 69s as well, but the 57s, if you want a competitive battle with women with resumes of powerlifting, the 57s have got you covered. Returning is Maria T from Canada, the returning 57 kilo world champion who had a sensational battle with Megan Scanlon of the US in Sweden last time we were there, came down to the very last deadlift. If you guys remember, she's a gamer. She showed the heart she has, and this is she's gonna need it. And she she's gonna need that composure. She missed her second deadlift, and then on her third deadlift, needed it to win it and hit it in a dramatic fashion. And both her and Megan broke the world record, 57 kilo. So it was uh, both of them like a historical performance and one of the highlights of the world championships. And she's going to need something magic again this year because guess what? Joey Namani, two-time 57 kilo world champion, has moved up and at the British Championship posted up a 492.5, if I'm not mistaken, with a 227.5, a 501-pound deadlift. Absolute, if you have a nuclear weapon to bring it to this battle, that's it. You are for sure deadlifting last, and you are going to cover a lot of ground. All bets are off when the last deadlifts roll around. Also in the 57s, and also from the UK, is 
Bobby Butters, who is as game a lifter as you can find. Um, absolutely love her training video. She is extremely intense in interviews, like soft-spoken in like a sweet kid, but on the platform, an absolute tiger when she hits it and is, is relatively close and definitely a podium favorite. We also have uh, Inna Filimonova from Russia, who has won world titles as well. And then France, who's always got shooters, Caroline Suni, fellas. How we, oh and and sorry Donna Berglund from uh, the home nation and I believe that's um is that Eddie's sister? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um and and she's she has home cooking representing the home nation. Um, fellas, who wants to go first on this? I guess I'll go first this time. Um, we kind of saw this coming. We were talking about you know like can join Amani total five hundred kilos and then she puts a meat together and you see boom four ninety two point five with only getting one squat in too. So. If she, you know, maybe takes more conservative uh, squat temp, she can put on more. And who knows if she's got more in the tank on the other lifts. Um, so it seems like at this point now, it's like there's a gap. There's Joy. And then there's like Maria and Bobby fighting it out. And then another gap for like Inna and Donna on the rest. So I think Joy's going to, you know, cruise to the victory. And then from there, I was deciding between uh, Maria T and Bobby Butters, looking at her training, seeing everything that was going on. Um, Maria's done the 472 and a half and the 473 and a half. We haven't seen anything in two years. Her training numbers look like she's kind of in that range. She's not really posting any kind of Dallas, but her squad and bench look kind of there. For Bobby Butters, I mean, her numbers are looking good as far as she's going to hit PRs on squat and deadlift. Um, not sure about the bench. And she did 106 at uh, the British uh, Classic. So I'm not sure if she has the 107 and a half in her or if she might have to just take 105. I think she can get like five kilos on squat, five kilos on deadlift, get her to 472.5. So then it's like, you know, can Maria redo what she did last time on deadlifts or maybe get enough on squat and bench press where she can play a little bit safer on deadlift. She's got the bigger pull and kind of just do whatever she needs to win. So I end up deciding and going with uh, Maria will do pull whatever she needs to hold on a second and buy butters number three. Rory, you're nodding your head, my friend. You agree? Sorry. Yeah, my top three picks are, are the same in the same order for more or less the same reasons. Uh, like, I think if, if Joy can do the same thing that she did at the British Open, just, what was that, like two weeks ago now, a week ago, um, and tidy it up a little bit, like she'll hit something close to 500. Um, haven't seen anything from Maria for a while. Um, like Ariane said, like, it's, it's actually quite hard to tell from the videos that she's been posting. Like she's been posting a lot of squat videos, but like it's mostly pause squat triples and things like that. And it, it's quite hard to project like what, what her upper end looks like there. And she has had depth, depth issues in the past. Um, so I'm saying joy, but but I wouldn't completely count Maria out. Um, and I think Bobby Bobby Butters will be not far behind that. Um, and then uh, Ina, I think is quite a, quite a long way off the podium, um, but have to mention her because she's a legend, right? She's been competing since 1997, which is probably longer than a lot of people listening have uh, existed. Um, yeah. yeah. And I would, uh, I would, uh, she is a master in, in several ways. Um, and one thing that I would add is that uh, although uh, Donna Berglund is on home turf, uh, she actually bombed at the last world championships, which was also on home turf for her. So uh, I don't know if that's going to help her or may actually hinder her. Um, given that she'll have sort of the same conditions as last time. It uh, depends how much someone gets in their own head about that sort of thing, right? So did her brother, actually. So did uh, both of them bombed and last world championships on home turf. Uh, what, I yeah. do, what I do like is the possible redemption story. Like, I, I, I agree with you, by the way. I'll just get it out the way. I, I have the one, two, three that you guys have. Um, 
I also have Maria. I have Maria coming in because I should, she's got the bigger dead, so she gets a pull after Bobby. But I do see that Bobby is gaining some massive ground, and I also agree. I'm not entirely sure with Maria how her training is going, but her total is old because um, she hasn't been it hasn't been updated, and I'm you know so it's tough to tell. But I do think she's if she's grown on it at all, it should be just enough more than Bobby, and she gets a pull after Bobby. So I have faith. Um, now having said that. I do like the possible redemption story here for Berglund, and I think she's going to get it. And I think both her and her brother have had two years. And when it decided it's coming back to Sweden, both of those kids are looking at each other like, not this time. Okay, wake mom up, wake dad up, and be like, you're coming, and we're going to write this story proper. Bill, what do you think, my man? I think you guys are missing the big picture here. Maria is the defending world champion. What the fuck is she going to pull for second place for? She she's going to she be so far out of first. She's going she gonna to load it up. <laughs> but no, so honestly, that's what I think is going to happen is that it's going to be close enough where she'll load up something, try to pull for first, and actually, I hope she makes it, but probably it'd be a little bit too much or more than she can handle. So she'll actually bump down to third place. So I have Bobby in second. Um, and Maria in third, just because I don't think Maria is going to play it safe and go for second place. I think she's going to go for, for gold. She doesn't care about second. She's been second before she wants first again. That's an issue. Okay. Well, that, that is like, look, we're scenario playing and it's hard to tell. Um, it depends on what if, what if joy is getting close to, and this is the beautiful prediction. That's everything's perfect. I get it. But if she does in the 57 kilo, the historic 500, 500, 500 kilo total, 500 pound dead. And that is the big, that's like the Babe Ruth, you know, home run. The 500, 557 kilo would be a massive story for Joy. If Joy's looking back, telling herself, I think I'm pretty good ahead. And I think I, I got this locked in. If Joy actually hits a 500, 500, and she, we know she's got the 500 dead. She's hit that officially. The 500 kilo total, she's seven and a half kilo off. It's not crazy, but it might be a stretch. It is a stretch. But if she's around there, do you then think possibly Maria's like, fuck me? Okay, well, <laughs> you know. We got to remember too, but Joy's going to be pulling last for 500 kilos. Right, right. Right, so she's going to be at 490. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So then I can see Maria kind of trying to, you know, get above that. Right. Fair enough. You know, you're right. Yeah. That that's that's that is that's true. She's gonna be like, let me just push as much as I can. And you're right, I'm going out on my shield. Who knows? Maybe right. I have that decision. There is it's yeah, it's tough, man, because there is also team points involved where it might be like, I got you, you want to go. Nobody gives a fuck about team points. The coach is handling her due. I don't know. I but you're right. The, the, <laughs> it won't override. It won't be like I don't care what you it's it, I'm just saying it could be a discussion. What do you think, Aaron? You look like you want to say well, something. Well, I was gonna I was gonna add in Billy. I looked up uh Joy's attempts from her last meeting. She did 15 kilo jump and then 12 and a half kilo jump on deadlift. So she was at 480 on her second. So depending on how squat and bench goes, she might actually be, you know, 480, 485 on right. her second, depending on how Maria's going. Maybe Maria goes just above that. Then it's like, yeah, you're not mm. going to risk 500. You're going to take the 487.5 for the win. Or yeah. if yeah. Maria makes it, of course, right. Yeah. You're right. Look, at there's pathways where you, you, the person who likes taking big jumps, you miss one of those. And it's like, oh, smokes, for whatever reason, the technicality or whatever it might be. We're, we're a lot closer. Things could shake up. But I think we're kind of on the same page here. Um, yeah. 
I was just going to throw in there real quick about the other people. I know we mentioned Donna and you want like, you know, the, the redemption story and like that, but like, it, it's tough after third place still. Like Anna's at 430, Caroline's at 422. Um, Gina from Norway is cutting down from the 63. So we'll see how much her 417 drops. Donna and Laura, number nine, are both at 408. And Donna's got like, you know, the weaker Delph. I don't know how much her Delph has gone up. So she might be like the odd one out. She might get stuck in like, you know, sixth place or seventh place just because everyone's going to pull after her and pull above her. So hopefully things go well for her. Hopefully she chips that world record bench press. But it's tough for, you know, fourth through sixth. It is crazy. Both Berglunds also have an absolute phenomenal bench press on them. I mean, um, it is what it is. The genetics run deep. Now the 63s, France, we've been saying France got shooters. And this is probably the number one shooter France got. Uh, straight killer, Leah Bavois. And previously, with Gara in the picture, Gara being the, would have been, the defending 63 kilo world champion from Italy, um, injured, had to pull out, and that would have been a showdown of epic proportions in terms of those two ladies going head-to-head, both of them posting totals that were over the 69-kilo nominations. I mean, that is a freaking phenomenal. Every now and then you see stuff like that. Phenomenal. However, not to be, and Gara is pulled out from an injury. So now we have Leah Bavo, and it looks a little bit like, like we're going off the nominations here of a 4 4 or a 5 14, pardon me. She has hit more than that. The spread is actually deeper than and longer than it looks. But um, so it looks like we're kind of looking like she can go all out. And we might see her put on one of those performances where it's sometimes when nobody's chasing too tight, you could put on one of those magical performances because you can go all out like that. Now, that's not to take away. Make no mistake. Somebody like Iris, she's a gamer. And her her pre her 477 plays on anybody else's nationals, and she's placing, and she's obviously going to be in contention to place at these worlds. She's by no means somebody you want to, if you start missing lifts, the door will swing open because she's going to be closer and closer to 500 by the time the game day rolls around. But um, what are you fellas expecting from the 63 kilo class here? And particularly given the situation, Leah now doesn't have to be too contained Yes, I think Leah's going to go huge on this. I mean, there's no question she should win this thing unless something weird happens, whatever. But um, I think the real the battle is going to be for the silver medal between Iris and Ivana Horna. Um, Ivana just competed at the uh, European Equip Championships in the 69 kilo. Actually, no, she in the 76 kilo class. I'm sorry. She weighed 69.3 or something like that. Um, I think... And I have no information about this, but I'm guessing once she saw like who's coming up in the 69 kilo class, she was like, shit, let me cut back down to the 63s now so I can try to get on the podium. Um, but she's got the pedigree. She's a former world champion. Um, she's got a big deadlift, way bigger than Iris's. So I think she'll end up pulling last, um, you know, w- between those two. So I have Ivana coming in second and then Iris coming in third. Um, the only thing that scares me is Ivana makes like, barely any attempts and she's apparently you know she obviously has a big weight cut to happen unless for some reason with scheduling with europeans she like ate into that class or like drank water to get over 69 that would you know but again i don't know anything about that but um but yeah i think i think it would be ivana 
uh, will be close to that 500, if not over 500 kilos, and Iris right behind that. And then Sabrina Moore in fourth place. Yeah, Sabrina Moore, for anyone listening, three-time British champion and a phenomenal lifter herself, and she's got a big deadlift on her. She can cover a lot of ground. Sorry, Rory, you want to go ahead? Oh, yeah, I can, I can go next. I think, uh, Leah, uh, by the way, if you're listening, uh, Priscilla Bavois on the uh, on the nominations prefers the name Leah. Um, like 552, like if she if she has a good day, she's going to title, what, 560, maybe 570, even if she has a horrendous day and only goes uh, 515 or 520, like she's likely to still cinch that, right? Um Good fight for second. Again, I'm saying uh, Ivana Horner for, for uh, second, coming from out of Slovakia. Um, her best total at this weight and, and Aurora is 495.5 from 2019. Um, however, I can see that recently in training, she doubled over her previous deadlift max, which was already like a phenomenal deadlift at the time, right? Um, and she's one of those people who will just load up whatever she needs to load up and give it the best effort that she can. She's super high, high energy, super fun lifter to watch. Um, so I've got her coming in second, uh, even, even though she's been dabbling in equipped, which usually I would, I would take as a, as a sign that things don't, uh, won't go super well. Um, like I, I think she probably has what, what she needs to come second. And I'm actually saying Sabrina Moore for third. Um, we haven't seen a total for her since uh, March last year. Um, and her training has been going really well lately. Um, so I'm actually expecting uh, Sabrina Moore to come in, in somewhere in the 480s. Um, and I think that will be just enough to tip out uh, Iris Shelton, uh, who I think will come in fourth place. Um, so Iris totaled 477 in May, and that was a huge PR for her at the time. Um, so I'm not expecting massive growth there, um, though I haven't been able to see as much of her training as, as, as I would have liked. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my top three. Nicely done, sir. Uh, Arian, what are you thinking, sir? Interesting. I like how we got a little bit of a difference going on. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with, uh, you know, Leah, if she's off that day, she'll just cruise to a victory. If she's on, I can see her going, you know, 545, maybe 550, who knows, put up something monstrous in that weight class. So then it comes to a battle the rest. And initially I kind of wanted to go with Ivana. I was like, oh yeah, you know, she's done 495.5 and her nomination is really low. And then I saw the same thing Bill saw 69.7. And this was, um, August 3rd. So not too far away, she has to cut, you know, six kilos and how much is her numbers going to drop, dropping at six kilos. And we don't know because her previous listed meet was 2019. So from 2019 to 2021, how long has she been sitting at that weight and having to cut down? Um, or was it like, yeah, like maybe she quickly like ate a bunch and drank a bunch to go up weight and, and come back. So that worries me a little bit. Iris so we so with her real quick. So what's the Olympic lifting? Because um, she's obviously a, a very high competitive. What's the weight classes in the sixties for Olympic lifting? Do we know? Uh, I I was gonna say we can maybe find her weightlifting yeah, yeah, results yeah. to see what she weighs in. But I believe she puts on her bio if I pull up real quick what her two weight classes are. Gotcha. Okay. I was just uh, yeah, throwing it out there. 71, 71, 71, 71 kilos for weightlifting is what she lists in her bio. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe she walks around at that because even on her bio for power thing she puts 69 so maybe she right. walks around at 69 so she can do both and then for this one yeah like why i mean if she wants to do the cut why get you know sixth or seventh place in the 69s when you can do the cut and possibly get second place in the 63s right. so maybe she's willing to do it and her total will take a hit but i just think it'll take too much of a hit doing six kilos that fast um so iris missed all her thirds at her last meet. So I think her training is looking good. I think she'll be able to adjust those attempts and go over 480. So I have Iris at second and I have Ivana at third. And then, yes, Sabrina, we haven't seen her in a while, but I had to just put her as the, uh, the odd one out and put her at fourth. Okay. So 
I got, so first off, I'm going to pose a question to you guys about Leah in a second, but obviously I got Leah winning this um, with all due respect to the other ladies. I got Ivana Horna coming in second. Um, previous world champion, an absolute monster. She's posted as high as uh, 495.5. One thing that I don't know if this sways you guys at all, but the last six times she had missed her final pull. I don't know if that matters to you. If you think she's pulling for a placing, she often misses her last deadlift. But for myself, I believe it won't matter because that 495, I think, is going to be more than Iris. And I think Iris's total, um, as previously said, is not super old. So it's, she has growth on that, but I don't think it's going to be enough to cover that spread. But Iris has hit a major stride recently, and um, she's definitely in contention. And I think she's going to podium. And um, But having said that, I do think the biggest battle might be for the bronze between her and Sabrina and Sabrina has a monster deadlift and she does she, her, her training has been going very well. And she's also been to the world championships. She's got that pedigree. She's been that far. This is probably the toughest podium for me. Placing is in the bronze for myself. Um, I'm going to take Iris, but I will admit that's the dicey one because I think Sabrina pulls after Iris and I think she's going to load up for that bronze medal. And, and that's the one where if you're listening, I'm the most uh, perplexed and not sure about. Yeah. I feel like if you guys are taking Ivana second, then you have to be worried about Sabrina just out pulling Iris because she has such a bigger deadlift. Right. But if you think Iris is going to hold on to second and, and Ivana's going to have a bad day and be third, at least Ivana has a big deadlift too and she can maybe hold off uh, Sabrina for third. And I, I noticed too that Bill, for like her Europeans and Arnold, she makes like, you know, seven, eight attempts. For some reason, it's just that world. She starts yeah. missing a lot of times and goes five for nine or six for nine. But she hasn't proven yet that like, you know, at a world that she can make what she can make at the Arnold. Yeah, so it was funny when she, when the Europeans, I guess it was 2019, when she had that 495 and a half or whatever it was, um, yeah. Leah actually pulled ahead of her at the end. So um, Ivana just loaded up the world record deadlift um, just to kind of give it a go. And she actually locked it out. But I guess they called her for like a little bit of a hitch in between. Um, so it didn't count. So, I mean, she you know, technically Jim PR over 500 kilos an hour. And so uh, it shows, uh, it's, it's, show, that's, that's, it stands for, that's shows some max potential though. You clean yeah. it up a little bit and you could see like, she's not going to threaten Leah, but that's why I think she's the thing is. So that's why I think she's second. She's yeah. my pick for second. However, there is a trend. I mean, literally the last, it's been years since she's hit a third deadlift. <laughs> like that's a hell of a stat. That's hard to, not look past. So it depends on how much these other ladies can push her. And when it comes to Iris and Sabrina, they're all good. They're all. And then good. real quick, so in Iris, in Ivana's last meet when she did equipped, she squatted raw and it was like over one seventy. Obviously, she weighed heavy, but so are her squats on the uptrend too, as long as she can hold on to it with the with the weight cut. So, but yeah. The Let one me do thing it. that I haven't seen out of Ivana recently as a good bench press, like had a look at like squats going well deadlift going really well i mean her bench looks incredibly stagnant so it's actually possible that her subtotal is going to be coming in like just just kind of the i was going to say mediocre but you know mediocre for a world champion not right. uh not mediocre by like <laughs> anyone else's standards right yeah she's she's a former world champion i got you and obviously if she's dabbling in olympic lifting that's the one of the lifts that's not going to transfer over very well for her so it makes sense um so the question i want to ask you fellas 
I'm going to put you all on the spot. <laughs> Does Leah Babel out total the 69s? Yes. Yes. Bill? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you fucking know. Because it's such a because it's going to be such a close battle. Uh, it'll That's be close. Why. So here's here's I think Roy's about to say yes. the same thing I'm about to say. Leah Babel is relatively unopposed. 69s are very much opposed. They got to play conservative to load up the bar only to win. Leah can go full send. It is the perfect situation for this to happen. And my man is shaking his head. I, I beat him to the punch, but we were all thinking it, I think. Um, I had been saying in our group chat, and every time I post that, I mention this in the post, you guys, like, you, you're getting too ahead of yourselves. And this is me. I get ahead of myself. I realize that. But I think this might come to fruition. We'll see what happens on the day of, but uh, it could be something special. Even if, if I, I wait, like it doesn't replace Gara being there, it would have been far more amazing seeing a head to head competition, but it's always something special. If somebody can out total the, the people of weight class up, cause that's uh, it's, it's an eye opening performance. Now, having said that, maybe there's no better segue. Let's talk about that weight class up. And if you like a battle and you like um, people with resumes that are coming to the battle, you get no better than the 69 kilo class. The most decorated lifter in the classic division. I don't care what weight class. I don't care men or women's. It is Kimberly Walford, who is undefeated in national US raw or IPF world competition. An absolutely impeccable resume on Kimberly Walford. If you ask somebody who is the goat and they don't say Kimberly Walford, you need not enter into a discussion about powerlifting with them. Having said that, Kimberly is now in the 69 kilo class and has the unique opportunity. Not only has she already won every single US Raw Nationals and every single IPF World Championships that she's ever been in, but now she could be the first either men or women's to be the first three division IPF world champion in the class. However, she is facing one of her greatest rivals who is also competing to possibly be the first to win three IPF world titles in three different divisions in Anna Rosa Castellane in Anna Rosa Castellane. Not only is she, she's won as a 72, she's won as an 84, she's won in equipment, she's won out of equipment, she's won world games. She is for sure a Hall of Famer and in contention by the time all is said and done, if she could pull off three divisions and be the first to be Kimberly Walford, yes, she will be in discussion for GOAT material by the time she hangs it up. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but let's be honest, she's got a resume very few. If she could pull off this win, if she could pull off this win, she's got a resume very few are going to be able to contend with. She has to be in the discussion. Absolute all-star Hall of Fame material in the 69-kilo class. Oh, and by the way, let me throw in Chandler Babb, who, you, who won the U.S. Raw Nats, is now on the USVI team. And the side story, Kimberly Walford chasing history to be the first three division champion. And she made sure one of the biggest threats to that was going to be at that world championships. That is goat mentality. It will not be the easy route. 
yes, you will be there. And she did everything she could to make sure she's there for the battle. How close is it, gentlemen? The nominations, 532.5, That's the top three. It gets no juicier than that. This is something, this, this could be the best battle of the whole IPF World Championships. I can't emphasize that enough. Who wants to go first? Rory's up. <laughs> I have to say, if I could only pick one class to watch at Worlds, it would be this one. Um, like I think this is this is the one that I think is is going to be the best to watch. Um, and of course, conversely, uh, this is of course is then the one that my lowest confidence points go into because uh, Bet your like, ass. this could go any which way, right? So starting from the bottom, in fourth place, we have Nino. I'm not going to try to pronounce her surname because it has way more consonants than any any word should have. Um, Bill might be able to have a go at it from from Georgia. Nominated at 525, but I can't see a single total over 402.5 in the last uh, ever. And her best total that I can see was 402.5 in 2019 at 63 kilos. So it's possible that meets from Georgia are just not ending up in open powerlifting, or it's possible that this is entirely fabricated. Um, So although she's nominated in fourth, I'm actually saying that like I have no idea what's going on there. Um, I like it's hard to tell if she's even in contention or not. So literally every year she has the same like two thirty five deadlift nomination, and I don't know if I've ever seen her pull over like two hundred five or something like that at a competition. Right. So, so something something um, something funky going on. Yeah, there. something's funky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For okay. sure. So I think I think we're we're ruling her out from even like even though by nomination she looks like she's close. I actually think she's way less close than it, like initially looks like. Um. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go bottom bottom to top. Uh, uh, third place, I'm saying Chandler Babb. Um, so that's the previously USAPL, now USVI lifter, um, relatively new to powerlifting. Um, she looks like she's only competed in four meets. Um, part of the reason that I am putting her relatively low down, even though she's phenomenally strong, is that this will be her first international meet. Um, prior to this, she's done four meets. Three of them were in Michigan, which I assume is where she lives. Let, let me quickly let me quickly give this out because we got corrected. We got corrected last time, so Sorry. so that just doesn't fly back at you. She was previously. This is in the IPF, but she previously was in a different federation and had done international meets and lifted in Italy, I believe, at a, a different fed. Uh, just because we, we, she 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 uh, shouted us out, and I don't want this to happen. Yeah, IP, yeah, she did IPL. Worlds. Oh, she did IPL worlds. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I should probably get off Open IPF and just look at Open Powerlifting occasionally. Um, so if you don't know, uh, Open IPF filters out uh, results from other meets. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, that said, um. It seems like the 530 total that she did and relatively recently, I think that was in June, was actually a really big PR for her. Um, so get, when somebody makes a big PR like that, it's not often that they come back a couple of months later and set another big PR on top of that, right? Like it tends to, it, it can happen, um, but what tends to happen is that people sort of build up for a while, set a big PR and then sort of not necessarily stagnate, but their progress is, is, is either, either moderate or, or like a, a little bit slower before they see another big PR total. And she's up against two of the most decorated lifters ever, um, right? Anna, Anna Castellane, I, my guess is Anna Castellane comes in second only because it's up against, she's up against Kim Wolford, right? Um, so I haven't seen a raw total from her since she did 540.5 in 2019, which she did at 72 kilos. Um, though I believe she was actually light. I haven't written down what her body weight was there, but I don't think she was like 72.0. Um, if someone can fact check that, that would be uh, 70.5. That, 
70.5 there you go thank you so she was she was heavy but not like way heavy right um and and she tends to alternate between classic and equipped um and so what that can mean it doesn't always but what that can mean is that a slightly pro slower progress in either of them than if you just specialize in one for quite a long time um kim warford is like she must be the powerlifting goat right like so her best total is actually 549 uh but i think that was in 2017 so that's a little bit old now um and she's been floating in the 530 to 535 range since then so i think she'll load up whatever she needs to pull to win i think the other women in this class have really good deadlifts but this may be the first time uh that shandler babb though again as you guys pointed out i haven't seen the results from her previous federation this may be the first time that she has been not able to pull to win in a while right like this might be the first time that she's not had the biggest deadlift um and kim wolford has won was it every single world championships at which the 72 kilo classic division existed except for one was she was missed anna. one because she had like visa yeah, issues and that's when yeah, anna won that one right yeah so she won nine out of the 10 world championships that happened while that weight class existed um so she is getting stronger more slowly than some of the other lifters um but she you know she make makes attempts occasionally she misses her, her some squats but she generally makes attempts she's got a real big deadlift and she will load whatever she has to load uh in order to win um so i'm saying kim wolford but i think she's gonna have to fucking fight for it uh arian i like it i like it i mean she had to fight for it last time too she always does yeah <laughs> This one's a tough one, and I might make some picks now and change it again in the next couple you weeks. Coward. I, no, you coward. Well. I, I have no idea. But again, yes, like kind of starting from the bottom up, like Christine Castro did uh, 485 in a weight class higher at Pan Americans. So maybe she'll improve a little bit, and it's not going to be much of a cut. Um, I believe, like, you know, maybe she'll move up a spot because some people like um, Mar Marte has a 500 kilo total, but at 74.2. So she's going to have to cut down a little further. So maybe she takes a hit and Christine Castro jumps, jumps her. Sarah's got the 517.5, but again, at a higher weight class, she's got to cut down. So that might hurt her. Nino's the interesting one. This is the, this is the wild card because like Rory said, you go on open powerlifting, you go on open IPF, you only find a couple results and it's a 365 and a 402.5 from 2019. And you're like, this person has no shot. But if you go look on her Instagram, those numbers are legit. Not, oh, legit wow. not legit in a competition, but legit in a meet, you, uh, in, a, in a gym. You can see her pull 235, you can see her bench 110, and you can see her squat, whatever it was, 169, I think she may have did in the gym. And she says she's walking around at 63 to 65, so she doesn't have to cut either. So I, I think, you know, unless something weird's going on there uh, that we don't know about, I think, like, those numbers are legit. She's going to come in. She's got a big deadlift. Maybe if like, let's say Anna's having an off day, she can pull a big deadlift to jump into third or something like that and steal a podium spot. Or maybe she just takes that fourth spot. And, you know, maybe 2019 was her first year ever lifting and she just put like, you know, incredible progress in the last two years of training. So that one is definitely interesting. Then the top three is like, yeah, it's where I don't know. It's like Kimberly's the goat. She's got the biggest deadlift. She'll just pull for the win like she's done multiple times before. The 549 is from uh, quite a while ago, like uh, Rory said. But most recently, she did a 532.5. Chandler did 530. Anna did the 540.5. But if you go look at like some of the recent stuff, she'll do, you know, better at, at a, you know, South American meet. Like she'll do 530 in Brazil. And then at World, she did 522.5. So with the travel and stuff and focusing on equipped, this year's a World Games year. She's got to turn around November, compete equipped. 
maybe yeah, her numbers take a little bit of a hit since that 540.5. So for now, I have to go with who's got the bigger deadlifts and who's going to pull for the win. So I got Kimberly one, Chandler two, and a three because I think you know Chandler's going to pull into the top spot and then Kimberly will just pull her where she needs to to get in the top spot. One thing I want to say real quickly that we've alluded to a lot, but haven't actually like said explicitly on this podcast for people who aren't really familiar with like powerlifting when you get really deep weight classes is that totals that you do when you're unopposed and you can just do whatever you want and totals that you do when you have to fight people off you are like very different beasts. And so being able to total five, 540 or whatever in a meet in Brazil where there probably isn't anyone at your heels versus doing the same thing at the world championships where there's three people who, if you miss your last deadlift, they're going to overtake you and you're going to end off up off the podium or something like that's a, that's quite a different situation to be in. Um, and, sorry, and, 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 and Kimberly staring you down the warm up room. Like you're, you're going against <laughs> yeah, yeah. the undefeated goat and you're like, huh, it's one thing when I do it, like, you know, in my hometown and my friends are cheering me on. Um, but also I think that's what, as we said before, as far as our prediction is, I think that, you know, Leah's going to out total them because Leah's got no one. She can yep. go for 545. She can just do whatever she needs to do. Yeah. Where Kimberly might just do, you know, 535 to 540 to pull for the win. One thing to point out is that the last time Kimberly lost the powerlifting meet, and I use inverted air commas because she came second, was like 2009. Um, like it's, it's been a minute. It was like equipped, right? Or something like that? It was equipped. That was before it doesn't count. even existed. doesn't count. Then. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's a little bit blasphemous that you even brought that up. If I, <laughs> if I may, if I may. I thought we were going to be gentlemen. Uh, my turn then, fellas. Bill, you sure, already went. Did you open this up? I didn't go yet. Okay, you go ahead, sir. Oh, um, he wants to be last. That's right. Yeah. So um, I like uh, Sarah Mazzantini. Uh, she's very, very strong. I like her to finish fourth place here. Um, she's always been a light 72, and she just competed again recently at 69. Hit like a 510 total, but she's been in the 517s-ish in the, in the light 72 kilo class. Um, got second at Euros a couple of years ago. So I think she's trending in the right direction to be in that you know, possibly 520 range, I think is, is reasonable for her. Um, but I, th- I really think this is going to turn out to be like the 2019 Sweden again, where it was like, you know, you're going into last deadlifts and it's like, you know, someone's going to take the lead, the next person take the lead, the next person's going to win kind of deal. Um, so with that being said, I think Kimberly ends up pulling for the win last. I think Chandler misses the third deadlift. So she ends up in third and Anna ends up in second place kind of the same way as the 57 kilos did, uh, i'm predicting that kind of like you know chandler's going to go for the win and anna's going to end up being in there in second place that's kind of how I, I i view it happening do you guys want to hear how it's really going to happen no we already heard how it's really going to happen no, you can you uh, make something doggy. up if you like though number three listen or pipe down number two's talk okay <laughs> that didn't come off that call my refer myself as number two i just realized anyways um, first of all, let me just say Christine Castro from Canada. She's probably, I think she's going to be good for a 500 kilo total. Um, I'm not sure whether that's going to set her, but I do think she's what she did in North Americans, I think was somewhat slow jogging, but I think she could do close to a 500 if everything goes right. And she's been around the block by this time. She's a bit of a veteran, but let's get to the meat and potatoes fellas. Cause we've, you guys did a great job in terms of talking about the other ladies, um, but the top three is really where this, this battle is going to end up. I think I agree with you guys' assessments. In terms of Chandler Babb, I forget who said it, but I think Arian might have said Chandler Babb's total of 530 was pretty recent. Um, 
And I believe that is close to her top end. And I believe Chandler Babb is not going to stray too much greater than 530. If she's got a 535, fine. But Kimberly is going to pull after Chandler Babb. Now, here is where things get interesting. I know everyone's, and, and, and it's right, about, um, you know, Anna Rosa Castellane, you know, if she has to travel and what happens at Worlds. But when Anna came on the podcast, she told me what was happening in her life leading into the IPF World Championships 2019. And I said to her, you, you didn't even, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think she finished on the podium 2019. On the flip side, and this is a former world champion, but then not long afterwards, broke the world record. And I asked her, how was that possible? That you out-totaled, you're physically capable. I don't care. No time zone change, no whatever, home cooking. Tell me what you want. Gravity's gravity. You were physically capable of lifting more weight, but you couldn't do so. And you were, you were, got the resume you got. So now you're overcome by the moment. What happened? That's a question I need to be asked. What happened? You know, you're, you're not a rookie to the game. And she, she almost started to break down crying with what she was dealing with. Um, double back if anyone wants to listen to that. These things are cleared up now. Her background, not to get in too in, much into it, but the personal life as well as the coaching, as well as the whole nine, it was tough. I think this is the meat she pulls it all together. I think this is the meat she steps up and you see something like that 540 come to fruition at the world championships and we see what she's all about. And you guys know the respect I have for Kimberly Walford. But I think this is the first time she's going to load up that deadlift for the win and not hit. And I think the first three division world champion is going to be Anna Rosa Castellane and not Kimberly Walford. And I think the narrative afterwards is going to be where does Anna Rosa Castellane rest? in terms of goats. If she's not number one, she's in contention. How much more does she got to do to take this? What are we looking at here? Because she's younger and she has some more years left and, uh, and, and, and we'll see, but it'll be a conversation narrative. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, this is where it gets interesting. If Kimberly loads up for the win, and I think she will, and is not defending silver, but loading for the gold, and you bet your ass Chandler Babb is close enough to threaten for the silver. She's close enough to threaten for gold. What are we looking at here? That's where it gets interesting. I got Anna Rosa for gold. And I'm actually going Chandler Babb second, Kimberly Walford third. And I know it's somewhat sacrilegious blasphemous. <laughs> but this is how I think... The battle unfolds only given Kimberly Walford goes out on her shield. And that's who Kimberly Walford is. She doesn't load up to defend silver. She loads up for gold. And I think in this case, it'll be loading up and throwing away the last bullet. But that's how I almost want the queen to go out on her shield. And in, a, in an essence, that's it's almost better. I'd prefer to hear the story. Did you hear when Kimberly Walford finally lost and the streak came to a close. I don't want to hear that she defended silver with her last pull. I want to hear she loaded up for gold and I don't give a fuck where she ended up afterwards. <laughs> That's how Kimberly Walford goes out like a goddamn soldier. 
And that's how I see it playing. I'm sorry, it's not gonna be a popular opinion, but when I look at it and I hear some background stories, that's when I see it's trending. Am I crazy? The, the crazy. I, think I need to go get some holy water and sort of like bless myself after even listening to <laughs> the, that. The the crazy or interesting part is when I bring when I bring this up when we interview Kimberly Waffer, what you said about her. Oh, you fucking guy, <laughs> you, you fucking guy, you. This watch this man. <laughs> you, you you heard Anna's story. Let's hear Kimberly Waffer's story, and then we'll make our final picks. Wow, it's too late though. We can't do that. The picks are right now. But, so, uh, are, we, are we suggesting that all of the stuff that Kim was going through over that same time period is is, is not worth anything? Like, uh, being that's kicked not out what of the I'm USA suggesting, and I don't want you saying I'm suggesting that. I mean, that it sounds not what that's I'm sure what it sounds like. <laughs> well done. I probably did the same to you. So, well done, kicking dirt in my eye. I no no honor amongst thieves. It is what it is. Um, but honestly, no matter how I got, this I got a quick. I have a quick Kimberly anecdote real quick. One of my first meets, like I think it was like 2006, maybe or something like that. Um, Kimberly pulled 500 pounds. And like, literally, I was just like, what the fuck am I even doing here? If she if like, you know, if she's pulling 500, why am I even doing this sport? <laughs> like, <laughs> she is the greatest of all time. Listen, I was going to say before we move on to the uh, 76s, no matter how this thing shakes up, the 69 kilo class, Honestly, you're looking at greatness. Whoever wins this, whether Kimberly wins and becomes the first three-division champ, Anno becomes the th first three-division champ, or Chandler wins and becomes the future star, having beaten two of some of the greatest powerlifters we've ever seen. I mean, if Chandler can pull this off, there's another storyline. It's like, oh, my God, what are we looking at here? So no matter what, all of these ladies are amazing, and it's and I mean, it's going to – it's it's can't miss – I, I agree. I think it was Rory who said, if there's, uh, I'll go a step further than what Rory said. Um, not only in this IPF World Championships, is this the one battle that I can't miss? I think all year, you're not going to find another competition where it's this close and the names are this deep. Tell, I'll wait. Tell me resumes like this, where it means, this, even historically, what it means to the winners. The uh, three-division champ, a three-division champ, and possibly beating two of the greatest of all time in Chandler. Like, it doesn't matter which way it splices, it's historic. Oh, wait, I, 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 don't, I can't see it. You, know? you, should go, you should go back there to various classic worlds and see if there's any, any other battle that you are this interested in, all this time. scared of, all time. Fuck, of it's like up there, someone... dog. Oh, listen, yeah. I'll tell you what, historically speaking, it, it's getting there. It's, I mean, I, I, that it's, I haven't done, I have to think on that one, but yeah, this yeah. year for this year, for sure, because we have us raw Nats, Europeans hasn't happened yet. And those are the big ones. And I can't think of anything that was this meaningful. Rory, you, you look at the uh, 105 men. Was it 2018 or 2019? That was pretty deep as well. Um, was that the one that there was uh, Bryce Lewis, uh, Bryce Krawcheck, uh, Garrett Blevins, uh, Christoph where's Becky like that was that was a good one as well I think um, but that's the last time I can specifically remember a single class where I was like if there's one thing I'm gonna watch it's gonna be that yeah. one the best thing about that one though was like the Iranian dudes in the, in the stands with the drums dude it was, uh, yeah, it was like, amazing. Yeah. unbelievable dude yeah. I, I can't I, we were talking about this earlier we had uh, uh, Bryce on the podcast Krawcheck and he was we were talking about like it was like a fucking rock concert there because he he's from Calgary he's Calgary Barbell and it was the world championships was in Calgary. Then you add like the guys with the drums. No, this was the, I think Rory's talking about the Belarus. Belarus, Belarus. yeah. Okay, I was, okay. Well, Calgary was amazing too. Actually, that was the rematch was also in Calgary. Actually, I think I like the Calgary version. I don't know if I like it better. 
because Bryce won and proved that Versbecki could lose. That's why I thought, but then Versbecki didn't super show up in the Calgary one, and it was a bit of a, anyways, whatever. Yeah, you know, we're getting off track. I was just going to say, the, the crowd was wild in Belarus because I was there for that one. I remember them. And I remember when the super heavyweights, Jezu was getting called for his knees, and the crowd was like booing and everything yeah. like that. <laughs> Dude, yelling from the, the audience, trying to be like, lock your yeah. knees. And like, he doesn't really speak English. So it doesn't help at all. But you're trying anyway. <laughs> all right, fellas, let's move it on. A battle. Look, we were talking about the battles previously. The 76 kilo class could have been this year's Daniela Mello versus Amanda Lawrence. We had two Titans going head to head. They had a huge spread from the rest of the class. So nobody would have been defending silver. They both would have been going for gold. When that happens in powerlifting, sometimes you see some unique situations where they both go just all out. Nobody has to defend silver. When, when there is no defense of silver, you see some interesting battles happen. And that's what it looked like we would have had with Angelina in there. Angelina decided, I'm going to go 84 instead. And now we have Jessica Bittner. There is a bit of a side story here. Now, Bittner has a hell of a lead on the number two nomination. However, recently she said, oh my God, guys, last week I felt like Wonder Woman. This week I tweaked my back and um, we're a little bit touch and go. I think, if I'm honest, a half, an 80% Bittner has probably got this. She's got a pretty big lead on this. Um, That total, 562.5, was her 72-kilo total from two years ago. Her 76-kilo total, like she, you guys all seen the numbers she's pushing. I mean, I think that would be what she does on a bad day. And what she does on a good day, we're talking 580 plus. But... So I, and considering that's 60 kilo more than the number two nomination, I think we're all probably going to agree that Jessica Bittner is going to take this, but what does the rest of the class look like for you guys? Who wants to go? Arian's turn. Arian. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as far as Jess, yeah, depending on how bad an injury would be, yeah, you just cruise to a victory because it looks like she's going to be so far ahead of everyone. Looking at some of the other people um, for Joyce from the Philippines, I'm not sure where the 498 came from because her best listed total on open IPF is 485 and a weight class higher. She weighed in 78.1. So she's got to cut down two kilos. That is from two years ago. So who knows if she's already at weight, what kind of total she's at. Um, below that, Francesca from uh, Italy. Her numbers are looking good. Recently at 76, she put up a 510 total. That's this year, just a couple months ago. So I think 510 it's going to be kind of where her top end is going to be, but she's nominated at 495. So it's a little bit, you know, deceiving that she's there at number three. And then uh, for Bianca from Austria, I couldn't find anything. I don't know if you guys found anything. I couldn't find her name in open IPF. Um, Anna Daimina from ROC, her best total from this year, about five months ago was 467.5. So I don't think she's really going to be a challenge. I think the one that's hiding a little bit is Sophia Ellis from Great Britain. She's at number seven with a 455. But if you pull her up, she just did a meet uh, this month and she did 490 and she weighed in 72.7. So no issues with a weight cut. She's on point. She's at a 490. So I had to switch things up because like, you know, I, I go off of what I, what I see and I know. If you're going to put in some number and you have to prove it to me afterwards, I'm going to pick based on what I see. So I'm going with Jess, number one. Francesca Perillo, number two, and Sophia Ellis, number three, sneaking in there and stealing it from Joyce and the rest. Yeah, I had the, actually exactly the same as Arian. Um, 
I think the biggest key in this is that Jess is going up a weight class when most of the other women are coming down a weight class from 84. So that's a huge advantage for her to begin with. Um, and then obviously having a, you know, 60 plus kilo, you know, nomination lead already. So even a, you know, 80% Jess, I think would still get it done. Um, and then I think Francesca is trending really well. She did, like I said, Arian said she did the meet at 76 already. Um, so I like her at second place. And then Sophia Ellis um, being able to, you know, eat in the way in line really, really helps. So <laughs> her in third place. Um, yeah, that's the three I had there. Mine's Sorry, similar. I actually missed uh, Sophia Ellis's recent total. Um, so I actually, I actually had her in fourth and I had uh, Joy Scale Roboton from Philippines and in, in, in third with the 498, which again, I can't find much about. Um, but historically, she's actually sort of put up when it matters. And, and I think that that's valuable. Um, and one other thing I'll say is that uh, her Instagram account, her Instagram feed is mostly uh, like photos and videos of coffee. And I really appreciate that. Um, so got <laughs> so that, that gets us some points as well. Uh, but yeah, I've got I've got Jess in first place. Like she could come in with a with a tweet back. Still don't know how bad that was. Um, and and like kill it. The only thing that might hold that back is that she was actually over well over eighty kilos like not not too long ago. Um, though she has done hero weight cuts into the seventy twos in the past. So like I don't imagine that it's going to be a problem. But it's sort of like a uh, it's like it's like an unknown between now and then. Her, her weight's been trending well. What, what I thought you were going to say is like the thing would be, what if she tweaks it worse on her squat and then her deadlift like drastically drops in the meat? That's what would hurt her. If all of a sudden she has to take like, you know, 50 kilos off her deadlift just to get one in. Um, but as long as she can get, you know, two or three squats in and not get injured, I think Cruz. I think she's got this, fellas. But I will, let me say something. Um, so yes, I think Jess has got this. I am actually going to take Sophia Ellis for the silver medal. And that's where we're all going to disagree. Sophia Ellis, uh, if you look at her last, so first off, she's going to be eating into the 72.7. She's just barely over the 72 kilo class. So she's eating into this 24 years old. So her 490, I get it where you might look at that and say 490 wasn't that long ago. The British nationals was just a couple of weeks ago. But if you actually look at this, her last, her second deadlift was 215. Her third deadlift, she went for the 227.5, 500-pound dead. It's one of those, fuck it, we got it wrapped up. Let's go for the YOLO thirds. That's a huge jump. So that was 490. If she does a more conservative third, or let's say she gets it or whatever, we're looking at, we can be a lot closer to the 500-kilo range in terms of a total. I think her total, so if you added what she would have got if she got her third dead, what she thought was in reason. And you could see if you think, I got this, let's go for the let's go for the nice round 500 pound deadlift or whatever. That's not what she's going to do when it comes to the world championships. And, um, you know, what is that? In turn, that's a 12 and a half kilo jump. If she, if she has to do a seven and a half kilo jump to secure the silver, I see that happening. I think her 490 is a bit of a misnomer for anybody looking at that total. And I think she's going to lock up the silver medal because of that. And if push comes to shove and it's the world championships, maybe she hits that third YOLO deadlift and God knows what she's capable of. So I'm going to take Sophia Ellis. And I do think um, in terms of travel, being able to eat into this is big. No weight cuts, no stress. That's a big one because a lot of you, uh, I'm not sure which one of you gentlemen said, it, but a lot of these ladies are actually coming down. And if I'm not mistaken, um, that is the case with, uh, yes, 
Fran Francisca. I don't want to butcher the name there, but she's coming down a little bit there. She weighed in at 76, but uh, previously she's an 84. So she's, she's not eating into anyway. So this is what I see with the tipping scale is. So I'm going to swap those two for my second. We'll see. Real quick, if Jess has an off day because of an injury, does Leah now out total the 69s and 76s? You son of a bitch. That was No, it's a legitimate question. <laughs> you if, spit if in my thinking... eye. Nope, you spit in my eye. And that's blasphemy. Okay, settle down. Settle yeah, right she, down. Yeah, she, she actually could, right? Like, what's a, what's a good day for Leah? It's something between 540 and 560, right? And so Jess on a good day is what top 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 end of that i guess um like she could be no no just on a good day if, if we're if you want to be honest no tweak back tweak back different like on, a, on, good on day? a good day jess 570 yeah no 570 she what? did 562.5 as a 72 two years ago my but love she's been training recently my love just on a good day no tweak back we're talking 596 hundo but she and like we're you know talking. she she switched coaches. She's been busy working through COVID. Um, you seen her, her numbers before the tweak? Her train numbers have been good, but nothing that points to like six hundred that I saw. You tell me what number she's hit that points to that. Love. Like she's she's trending up, but not like five ninety revolutionary trending up, right? Like she's like like she'll I I think she's good for a PR total, but not not a forty kilo PR total. Uh, well, five six two point five at seventy two. And then as a 76, I don't know, 590 is that? That's not crazy. 20 some odd kilo. That's but, two years old too. That's but, but are you just, are you just, old. but are you just assuming a certain number of progress or are you actually seeing videos well, we of her in to. a gym? No, well, her videos, I, no, I, 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 we all have to somewhat assume, but I, I honestly think this is where, where she would rest that now the tweak back. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea because when she came back again, she squatted, you know, a little over 400 pounds, cut it there and. I have no idea now. This is a total crapshoot at one point, but I would have been comfortable saying, look, at I, I think when Angelina said, I think 580 is where I'm at. I, I remember thinking, well, I, I had Jess a little heavier. It is what it is. You got, I know what you guys are thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, going off of like, I went on her Instagram and looked at her numbers and she did like a 210 single in the gym. She's done like a 230 triple on Della going off of her actual training numbers. She looks like she's progressed, but nothing that huge. That's why I, I agree with her. Is it that huge? If you're that much bigger, here's a big thing with Jess. When it comes to the game time, she posts up like leading into the 562.5. Her numbers wouldn't, I we would not have seen 562.5. When I talked big about Jess in 2019, you guys are like, settle down. And I'm like, wait until you see what she posts. When she, in the previously, we're talking 540, 540 and change was the biggest 72 kilo total. And Jess came in there and dropped the 562.5 bomb. And it's like, oh my God. And when I was talking crazy like that, based off of training numbers, you guys all were like, dude, settle right down. So when I'm talking big like this now, it's because Jess, it's the gamer. I know this, look at, we're not going to see it happen this time. So it is what it is. I don't want to get all wound up. <laughs> we're not going to be able to prove it right now. Uh, yeah, maybe after she, we record this up. podcast, after we record this podcast, I want you to go back to her training videos that she posted on Instagram before the 2019 Worlds. Find a set that looks comparable to a set that she's doing today. Compare the numbers and 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 try to a projection based off that. Oh my god, dude! But it, that wasn't the 562.5; it was the Canadian Nationals. But uh, sorry, I okay, okay. Before the Canadian, before the 562 at Canadian Nationals, then. So how are we gonna? That's a really tough. That's a lot of that's what you're speculation saying. and it's, opinion. It's, 
This is what you're saying you've done though, right? Like no, you're, well, you're no, saying no. that- Trending, This is what I see by the eye. But if you want to try to do it scientifically and be like, all right, we're going to actually sit down and watch this together. Like you're going to get no more than what I just said right now, but all right. It is what it is. I like we're how we're arguing each about other right how much she's going to win by. Like, is she going to win by 30 kilos or 80 kilos? That's I know. That's what I'm right. saying is we're no, we're, <laughs> we can't be right or wrong in this. There's no finalized. So I don't want to waste too much time. But anyways. I'm excited to see what she totals, but I don't think that cl- that class is not going to be a fight, right? Like it's going to be a, un- unless fight, she comes in se- severely injured, like it's it's going to be the, the Jessica Bentley show. Right. Right. I, I Yeah. So we'll see. I know a bit. I know everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, a bit in a stand, anyways." <laughs> but it is what it is. Let's move along, fellas. The segue here: Angelina, who would have been a massive battle with Jessica Bittner, and perhaps, perhaps uh, by the grace of God, she moved up when Bittner got injured. If you're if you're a Jessica Bittner fan or Canadian, because um, that would have been a battle, and Jessica would have needed to be a hundred percent. However. Angelina has moved up to the 84 and uh, initially when she moved up, Amanda Lawrence and the U S national team was suspended. Surprise, surprise. Amanda Lawrence shifted to the U S VI and is returning. Now we have Amanda Lawrence, the returning 84 kilo world champion going head to head with Angelina Elovikova of Russia of mother Russia. Now, Angelina's previous total of 565 was done at a, a considerably lighter weight, same weight class, I believe. She was slightly over 76, but she's considerably heavier now. I think she even has to cut to make 84 kilos. So where 565 is going to be now, I have no idea. I would assume it's not going to be anywhere close to where Amanda is, which I believe her top end was for uh, 640 something, 646 around that range. Um, now that's not flying across the world, time zone change, et cetera, cutting weight internationally. But I think the spread's too big. I still think we're going to see a hell of a show by both Amanda and Angelina. Fellas, what do you guys think? Bill? Yeah, I think Amanda's the, the class of this one for sure. Um, I think Angelina, that, that 565 she put up was pretty much a cruise control at the Russian Nationals. Um, but I mean, there's not 50, 60, 70 more kilos in the tank there um, to be competitive. I don't think um, Amanda goes three for nine. Maybe there's a different, you know, maybe there's something to be said there, you know, for a, but probably not anyway. Um, so I got Angelina in second. And then I like uh, Danielle Philibert, how's it, Philibert in uh, third from Canada. Oh, huh. Rory, what do you think of my friend? Oh, muted. Sorry, I've got it more or less as the nominations lie. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Bill sees and uh, is it Danielle. Um, but uh, I've, I've got it more or less. Uh, Amanda, Angelina, uh, Kristen, Thor's whole daughter. Um, like just, just as the nominations lie. What have you seen out of uh, Danielle, Bill? Yeah, it just looked like her training was was going pretty well um, for what I saw. Um, I don't really have it in my notes. I, I know when I was looking at it the other day, I was pretty impressed by it. So, um, yeah, that's all. I just, it is, I thought, it is relatively close enough. It's definitely within reason. Uh, what do you yeah. think, Arian? Yeah, it's a, a, 
you know, the top is kind of settled. Like, you know, Amanda, yeah, I think you know, Amanda goes one for three on squat. She's still going to pull off the win. She'll put, put up 620 or more and cruise the win. And at that point, maybe she'll be focusing on the best lifter, kind of like, you know, everyone except for the four pluses have gone at that point. She can see exactly what she needs to hit to go for the best lifter. And so she'll do whatever it takes to maybe go for that instead. Um, Angelina, yeah, she's got the 565. And then she was talking about, you know, 580 or more or something like that. So without the weight cut, I think she can, you know, put up some good numbers, maybe put up 585 cruise to second place. It's that third place that gets interesting because I was looking at the other names. There's uh, Katja Jorgensen. She did at last world. She did 507.5. And then at European, she did 497.5. So I don't think she's necessarily going to be in the battle. And then it comes down to the other two is uh, Kristen Thorhall's daughter in 2020, about a year ago, only did 510. So I don't know where that nomination is as far as the 540, if she's really put up 30 kilos on her total in one year. It's certainly possible um, with how her progress has been in from the previous years. But I think maybe those numbers are off a little bit. Maybe they just put in some numbers. So I think, you know, she might be more in the staying in that 510 to, you know, 525 number. And then you go look at uh, Danielle and she did, you know, this year, five months ago, she did the 543. So I trust that 543 at weight, no issues, 81.6, that she's going to go and take that second place. Like it's going to be hard for Kristen to have progressed enough in a year to catch up that 543 is what I think. And Danielle's got a solid tail of two. She did 215 and um, Kristen's at a 205 in a competition and listed 220. So kind of that same range. So I think Danielle could just hold her off and take a third place. And that's probably what you had seen earlier, Bill, if, uh, you probably just didn't find it. I also didn't find anything for the Icelandic woman. And um, so I was going to lean on the Canadian, uh, but this reconfirms that it wasn't just me. So I, I got the same as Arian and Bill. Um, I, one, one thing I will say, though, in terms of the top end with Angelina. Um, so we saw Angelina again at, at 77 kilo. And uh, now she's a full on, I believe, an 85 something. So that five, and she's somewhat, and like Bill said, in cruise control, 565. She thought her 580 was capable cutting down to 76 from 85 kilo, not water cut. She would have dieted down, et cetera. But when she quoted 580, she was quoting 580 as a 76. I believe as an 85, I don't know. There's definitely uh, diminishing gains in terms of putting on body weight. So, but she might be closer to a 600. I don't think, again, that's going to threaten Amanda Lawrence, but it will be interesting to see if we see somebody in, in you know, hitting somewhere in the 600s. At the very least, Amanda Lawrence can't totally just go, you know, get three lifts in and just sleepwalk through this. You have to be in the 600s and, and somewhat keep you honest. You need somebody like Angelina there. But um, that's my one, two, three as well. And uh, let's move on to the 84s, fellas. Uh, Bonica is not there. The triple crown champion, uh, Bonica, the champion in, in equipment, out of equipment and the world games, um, obviously a future hall of famer and it's tough to lose her, especially with her gutty performance at us raw Nats when, um, she had that squat battle and did not need to extend herself for that squat record, decided to take it anyways. Uh, an unfortunate that she's not going to be here. However, um, while we're not going to see her put on a hell of a show, the, the rankings actually get a whole lot closer and things are getting a little dicier. We have uh, from France, and again, France got shooters, is mm-hmm. Emily uh, Mergier. 
I believe I'm pronouncing her name right, from France with a 613 kilo total. Brittany Slater from Canada with a 596.5. And then from Sweden, Emily Leach. And I might be mispronouncing the last name because it's Swedish. Um, rounding out the top three. Fellas, how do you guys see this one? The battle is relatively close. Yeah, I guess I'll start first on this one, kind of starting from the uh, bottom is uh, Olga Kuzmina from ROC. She seems to be a little bit up and down, like doing both classic and equipped, young lifter, sub junior, junior. I don't know if these if these tolls are like, you know, because she was like, you know, just cruising to a win or not. But like, you'll see that, you know, 2019, she'll do 540, 545. And then all of a sudden, like 2020, she's down to like 510. And then 2021, she's up to 565. So like, I don't know what the trajectory is there, but 565 about five months ago, is uh really solid uh, i just don't know if he'll keep up with uh, emily who did the 575 two years ago so what kind of progress has she made since that 2019 uh, europeans she obviously is listed as 582.5 so maybe that is a legit number so 565 and the uh 582.5 seem to be maybe a little bit of a reach there for olga and then um britney gets britney and, and emily gets interesting too because britney has in 2020 CPU nationals, 596.5, but she's previously done 610 in 2018 provincials. Um, I don't know what's happened between them. She's cut some weight. I don't know if maybe training time, like losing on the gym and stuff like that, maybe having to build her strength back up. And maybe now she's progressing because her last three meets, she's gone 587.5, 596, 596.5. Maybe she'll shoot up to over 600 and put, push the pressure on Emily, who's at 613, done three months ago. So it is a little bit of a toss up to me. It's a little bit close between one and two and close between three and four, but I settled with uh, Emily one, Brittany two, and Emily Leach three. Rory, you want to go ahead? Yeah, that's very similar to how I see it playing out. Um, I've got uh, Emily Leach nominated 582.5 uh, and coming in third. Um, the best actual total that I can see is 575. Um, I think she'd probably need to put something between 30 and 40 kilos on that to sort of like be a solid, uh, not to be a contender to like definitely clinch first. Um, and, and that just seems unlikely. Um, second, I've actually got Emily uh, Mergier. Uh, is that how you say that? Who did uh, 613 in July. So just a couple of months ago now. Um, historically, it looks like she misses a lot of squats. Um, and based depth. on just on uh, its depth, it is depth. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, I wasn't sure why, but, but that, that's actually really interesting. Um, she's really consistent with her attempt selection. Like almost every time that she is squatting, it's plus five kilos, plus five kilos. So even if she has a horrendous day on squats, the most that she's likely to lose is, is 10 kilos, right? Like if she goes one for three, maybe five kilos if she goes two for three. Um, and the July total was a really good day for her. Um, so I'm not expecting her to do any better than a 613, basically. Like I'm expecting her to be in the sort of 605 to 615 range. Um, and I'm putting Brittany Schlater in, in first place. Um, I think that this is like her best total was a few years ago now. It was about three years since she did that 610. But like Ariane mentioned, her last couple of meets have been trending back up again. Um, she lost uh, like a reasonable amount of body weight somewhere in there. Um, and, and I don't know what her body weight is doing at the moment. But I did go and scroll through quite a lot of her Instagram and her training is looking really, really good. Um, and it looks like she has been able to train consistently over the last last sort of 18 months, which not everyone has been able to do. Um, so I think she's in for a PR total. Um, and I think she's going to narrowly clinch it with something like a 615, like sort of just ahead of Amelie Mergier. 
Nope. Hey, Ryan, Canada's got shooters, bud. Oh. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of the same thing with Rory. Like, you know, Brittany's training looks really, really good right now. Um, so I'm taking her to win. Also, head-to-head, she beat Emily from France at 2019 championships also. So she's already got that one in her hat there from that. So I'm going to stick with that trend and say that she does the same thing again. Um, so she actually pulled to beat Emily on body weight in Canada. I'm sorry, in Sweden in 2019. So I can see something like that happening again where, um, you know, and then if you're saying Jess B wins the 76s, now she's the fourth Canadian classic world champion. That feels pretty good, doesn't it? Well, it's how you feel adding, about that? It starts adding up in terms of team points for candidates got to be yeah, set. How you feel about that? But um, yeah, so I think um, Brittany first, Emily from France second, Emily from Sweden third, and Olga from ROC in fourth. So here's what I'll say. And I, I'm going to say Brittany's going to take the world championships. But the one thing that Arian had pointed to, so obviously she's hit a 6'10 previously, but she was a good 12 kilo bigger. She's sized, 12 kilos a big, you know, that's a big discrepancy in terms of body weight. However, years have passed. So while initially it hurt the strength, I think the strength is starting to come on through, you know, years of just hard at it training. Now she's entering into her late 20s as opposed to her early 20s, starting to enter into her prime lifting years. So I think initially the total went down, fine, body weight, body weight went down. But I'm going to echo the same thing you guys said, looking at her, I mean, usually when body weight goes down, you're not hitting bench PRs and she appears to have been hitting bench PRs even. So the training has been on point. Another thing I want to point out, Emily hit all of her third. She, she, I think she missed a second deadlift, went up in weight anyways. So it didn't throw off her projection and hit her third deadlift. So she hit her third squat, third bench, third deadlift. It was the perfect day then that she hit the 613. And I'm not sure which one of you gentlemen said this, but I heard you saying how um, on the perfect day, 613 got you. But now Brittany's back, uh, and, and it's Brittany. Bitch. <laughs> I was just saying that on purpose. <laughs> and it's Brittany, bitch. And um, and Brittany's gonna push her. And it's not as likely you're gonna have the perfect day when Brittany's there. And Brittany's five ninety six point five. She missed her third deadlift, and she would have covered a lot of ground. She went a bit of a yellow two fifty one point five on her third dead again. When you look at totals, it's one thing. When you look at the missed lifts and how a small adjustment could have made one total happen and you do it the reverse, you start seeing how it might play out. I think the battle between France and Canada, it's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> and there's the sound bite. <laughs> so one of the uh, metrics that I, I look at for myself when I'm doing coaching reports, uh, like after a meet and I'm like sort of seeing what decisions I made well, what decisions I didn't make well, trying to do better next time is number of kilos missed, which is the amount of a, of a weight that somebody has missed and then step that down to what the next smallest increment would have been that they potentially could have got. So in, in Brittany's last meet, she went 237.5 on her second deadlift and then 251.5 on her third deadlift and so her sort of kilos missed there was probably 12 and a half right like if she could she could have taken probably 250 and another 12 and a half kilos on a 560 uh sorry 596.5 total takes you a long way towards that 613 right um and so that's that's sort of what i'm looking at there and going like that was her 
a year ago and her training is looking really good now. So, you know. Yeah, she's hit a five or sorry, a 242.5 um, and locked that up when she went like a straight nine for nine at the Ontario Championship. So, um, yeah, we're somewhat guessing in terms of where a dead might be, but things are moving. So she's definitely going to be teetering into the 600s. Both ladies are going to be teetering into the 600s. It depends who hits and who misses. Uh, so, fellas, there it is. There wraps up the Women's IPF World Championship preview show. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Obviously, we also have the men's preview show as well as our picks for the Fantasy League. Make sure you listen to both of those episodes. And until next time, fellas, peace.